Last time on Almost Heroes. We opened with the group leaving the Dawn Forge and our newly made cart heading to meet with the Revivifists. While Glenn reads over the book he discovered detailing extra-dimensional portals and the like, Cosmo and Rangrim are pointing out fake objects and monuments to each other. To the point that Rangrim no longer believes Cosmo's words of caution as he shouts, EVASIVE MANEUVERS! As a large flock of rocks ascends and surrounds the cart. Glenn, seemingly annoyed by the flock of these aerial monsters, attacks with his bow, losing acid, cold, and fire damage out in a cone at the creatures while remaining in his cozy reading position. The rocks break off and attempt to attack the two dwarves at the head of the cart. Rangrim reaches out to the rock who had just attacked him, grabs it by the neck, and casts harm on the creature and wounding it severely. Cosmo, brandishing his sentient weapon Chet, makes several attacks against the rock on his side of the cart, causing it to fall black, fall back. Glynn, gripping a chain attached to the cart, leaps onto the rock adjacent to Rangrim and plunges his revenant blade into its neck, removing its head from his body. The remaining rock then unleashes an ear-splitting screech while Cosmo and Rangrim, Rangrim are mostly unaffected. Glynn is stunned and plummets below the cart, hanging by a chain wrapped around his forearm. Rangrim leaps into action, pulling Glenn's stunned and lifeless body up and carefully dumps his body back into the cart. Cosmo makes another attack with his war pick and ending the life of the final rock. <laughs> After we bring Glenn back to consciousness, we rest up and continue our flight towards Goshir. Upon landing in Goshir, just outside of the world's Ed's tavern, the party is greeted by the red dragonborn Bakrin, who hassles the party about their whereabouts and why they've been gone for so long without notice. And at his request, the group makes their way to Lady Zaran to report their findings on Chakar, the death of Bryn, in their discovery of the apparent scheme that surrounded the ancestral dragons and Goldbreak's partner. Amidst our exchange of information, the Arcanist Dags bursts into the room and exclaims, We found it! And that's where John ended the episode, because he does stuff like that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dan. That brings us to episode 120, Matters of the Heart. So we last left our Almost Heroes, the three of you had reunited with the Revivifist and Goshir, and had just been informed that the Heart of Ao, an artifact that is told to contain the power of creation itself, had been located at long last. So bursting into the room, the incredibly disheveled and also incredibly pungent smelling uh, elven uh, arcanist um, by the name of Dags just 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 barrels into the room, uh, holding this like map up that has a has an X on it. And he's just saying, "We did it. <laughs> we found it." And is just sitting there, uh, like kind of holding this map up, quivering, and just there's just silence for like you know a few, like you know too long of a period of time, just an un uncomfortable length of silence. And then Lady Zoran just kind of blinking uh, up at him, uh, uh, just at the intrusion, uh, asks, 
So you're saying that you've discovered the location of Eos Heart? Is that what I'm to understand from this? And then Dax kind of just looking up sheepishly now, kind of like realizing what he's just done. Um, uh, yes, um, my apologies. It's been days without sleep. <laughs> I mean, but who could sleep with the discovery like this? And he's just like waving his hand like around in the air as if he's waving to something that is not there. Um, and then kind of the, the paper is like flapping around, uh, you know, kind of you can see it like kind of slightly tearing a little bit. Um, this this map of uh, of Sakal that has this like big red X on it. It's, for whatever reason, it's, you know, supposedly showing the location of this incredibly, uh, um, you know, this incredible artifact. Um, and then you just see Dags just kind of turn around and start to wander out of the room, uh, back from whence he came, uh, out of the out of the kind of war room that you all are in, uh, leaving the three of you, um, as well as uh, Lady Zoran, uh, the multicolored uh, dragonborn and leader of the Revivus, uh, as well as the uh, the Paladin of Conquest, uh, your friend Bakarin, uh, this the giant red, uh, you know, kind of ripped red dragonborn that is uh, sitting in the chair on the side. I think uh, I think Bakarin jumps to his feet and is just kind of like calling to Dags as Dags just kind of like wanders back out of the room and you hear like a door just kind of open to the outside as Dags wanders away. Um, and you see Bakarin just like looking at you from the doorway and then just kind of like <laughs> leaves out of the room falling behind Dags. Uh, what do the three of you do? So um, do we just follow do we we were wait, in the middle of a wait here we were in the middle of a planning session and kind of telling you about the dragons and such does none of that matter now or um i i don't feel like i could sit here reasonably while potentially knowing where the heart of ao is uh laser and just like you know, kind of thinking this through and then uh, looking up, he goes, I think that the planning will have to wait. It seems that we have more pressing matters to attend to presently. Good. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> As he's like half getting up. And uh, I think that, yeah, I think that she, uh, I, I think that she kind of um, sets sets a couple figures down on the table and uh, kind of lifting her dress up so it doesn't drag on the floor um, kind of leads the way out of the room. Great, let's go. Following along. Okay. Um, I think that the, the three of you accompanied by Lady Zoran uh, follow out of the doors that are just still open, uh, basically leading out of the, 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 you know, the doors to the, the war room into kind of the more, uh, the cozy you know, antechambers of this, uh, this kind of large, uh, you know, building that Lady Zoran you know, kind of uses as her, you know, her main base of operations. Um, and the, the, the large, like, wooden front doors are, are just agape. Um, and you can see Bakarin, who's just kind of, like, following behind Dags, uh, who is just, like, Dags is just kind of, like, making, you know, getting, like, picking up the pace a little bit as he makes his way back towards his, uh, his Arcanium, this building that is um, kind of covered in all these tubes and glass, like, pipes and things like that. And you can see different kinds of, um, like, smoke and, uh, you know, just different kinds of mists that are like coming coming off of it and just like this incredibly uh, ostentatious uh, building of, of magical creation um, as he's wandering uh, wandering over that way. And you can see that uh, Bakarin is just kind of like puts his 
hand to his face and looks back and sees the, the, the like the whole group that's coming like, with you guys in, included and just kind of waving, waving you over um, as uh, he follows Dags in through the, uh, the front door of the Arcanium. Um, but yeah, the, the three of the three of you, including Lady Zoran, uh, make your way over there. And I think the smell that when you enter this this room is just it's like going to like your local comic book store and it hasn't been washed in some time. And it's like right after there's been like a real big event, some sort of a release where there was just a lot of people that normally don't go outside are there. And I'm it just it smells very like a lot of unwashedness going on, a lot of uncleanliness. Um, and it's just like it hits you right in the face as you walk in. It's also like kind of overly warm in here, which isn't helping the situation. Um, and I think that this 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 space is like I think there's just a haze of, of different colored uh, mists that are that are hanging in the air, making it kind of like obscuring your views uh, ever you know ever so slightly. Um, but you can see that. It looks like um, on one of the walls, like in front of you, I guess. So the first thing you see, like through this kind of like light veil of mist is there's a table that is on top of it. You you can you can tell is like the memory viewing like apparatus, you know, this like system that is like a bunch of lenses and uh, brass and mirrors and and whatever other you know uh, arcane uh you know incantations that make it function but it'll basically allow you to uh we're allowing him to view the memories that were contained within the uh soul shards that you deliver to dags um you can see the the bag of soul shards that is like on the table and you can also see that there are a bunch more that are just like laid out that are like circled and there's things written on paper uh next to them kind of like telling what they are and you can also see on the wall next to that there are just like it looks like that kind of crazy person's uh, like bunch of uh, different strings going do a different bunch of different directions and like things drawn directly on the wall and carved into it, like all around these like map of Sakal. Um, and you can see that like the map of Sakal is likely in the middle. And you can see that they, there is like a place where it's been basically torn out of the middle when he probably wandered over to uh, interrupt your meeting with Lady Zoran. Um, and uh, now you can see that the uh, he's, you know, he's set it back down on the table um, and there is, you know, there is a, a soul gem that is loaded up into uh, into the viewing apparatus. Um, but you can see that the Dags is uh, is sitting there, and he's just kind of like he's like kind of like standing right next to it, and he's just like waiting for you all to come in the room. And as soon as you do, he's like, "Okay, <laughs> listen, the things that I saw," and he like he's just like his eyes are wide. You see, his pupils are dilated. He's just like there's probably been all, no sleep for this, this, this figure for quite some time. And he's just like, I, <laughs> I have to show it to you. I, it took a while to, it took, it took a while to put these into any kind of order semblance that made any sense. And to be honest, a lot of it still doesn't make any sense to me, but it looks, it's, I think, I think, I think we, I think we know Based, and he's like looking at the map. And he's like pointing his hands, like shaking, and he, he, it's not really making a lot of sense. But he's pointing to, and he's like this part here and this here because of this one. And he's like pointing to things that don't make any sense. And he's just not finishing any complete sentences. Um, and Lady Zoran uh, just kind of like puts her hand on his shoulder and just goes, "Yes, I understand that this has been quite an undertaking, and I think a long night's sleep is 
in, uh, quite in order. It seems that you have something to show us, Stags. Is that the case? And if it is the case, I beg you to get to the point quickly. Uh, and I think that the hand on his shoulder, I think I kind of snaps him out of it and her voice uh, kind of giving a little bit direction. He's just like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yes. And he um, he picks up one of the, uh, like, he, he kind of points to one of the spots on the paper that has a circle drawn around it with, like, a bunch of, um, like, runes that look like they're written in Draconic. Um, and he's, yeah, he's, he's like, pointing. He's like, okay. He's like, this one. He's like, okay. And then he he point he like he uh, messes with a couple levers uh, and buttons that are on the uh, the memory viewing apparatus, um, and you see it come to life and shoot a beam of light uh, directly through the the soul shard itself and project onto the wall that is obscured with tons of strands and thing and paper and stuff stuck to it but you can still like this it's still it's projecting over the top of that and so it's not an exactly flat surface but um you are able to make out some things as the memory comes into focus you begin to see these three figures that are standing in front of you and they are like no figures you've ever seen before the three of them are rendered in this way that almost seems and looks like a blurry watercolor where everything is slightly difficult to tell exactly what you are looking at, almost like a memory that is just half remembered. And as you look at these three figures, you see a few things that start to kind of click with you for what who these figures are. But they are in this representation in these humanoid forms that you have never seen them depicted in, um, in any kind of literature. But you, you recognize them. The first one is a, a humanoid woman-shaped figure wearing a mask uh, that is covered in these black feathers. Uh, next to them, you can see that there is an just ancient, ancient uh, male figure that is sitting hovering in the air. Uh, you see these orbs that are floating around them as they sit cross-legged, just uh, suspended uh, in the air. But they're, they're covered in these, these gold bangles and are shirtless and uh, for, for the most part, are, uh, their eyes are closed, but you can tell that they are fully aware. And the third one is probably the most striking, is a, a humanoid figure, but it's draconic in nature. And instead of one head, it has five. Uh, represented by the same chromatic dragons that you know are represented by Tiamat, and it clicks. This is some sort of humanoid representation of the Raven Queen, Kronos, and Tiamat. And you would you would assume that this uh, point of view that you are seeing all this through is from the point of view of Lolf. It's a first-person point of view. And you see Lolf with these other three figures, the Raven Queen, Tiamat, and Kronos, discussing something passionate. You can't, there is no audio. You can just see it. There is something they are vehemently discussing. And then the scene changes. And you see, you are directly one-on-one -on -one now, uh, from Lolf's point of view, discussing something with Kronos. Something that is, they are very passionately discussing, but it's a lot softer. There's a lot more tenderness there and less anger. And 
After a, a number of minutes discussing this, you see Kronos' face soften, and the two of you embrace. And then the scene changes again, and you are looking down above with these three figures through this hole that seems to be just a hole in time and space. There is an expanse of nothingness around you, but there is a hole in the ground, and you can see down through it, you see the prime material plane. You see, and you re- it takes you a second to recognize it, but you recognize Sakal down beneath you. Except for there's one difference. As you zoom in, as it kind of comes clearer and clearer into focus, you see and you recognize the Von Hurst lock. But there's something different about it. Because in the center of the Von Hurst lock, there seems to be an island that you have never seen there before on any map or any time that you have flown over that body of water. And before this strange anomaly even has time to set in with you, the scene changes again and it is an abrupt shift. You are again with those three figures, but the mood, the tone is completely different. You are still with those same three figures in that blank astral space. But this time, you are fighting. You are actively engaged in combat with the Raven Queen and with Tiamat. And you can tell that they are banishing you. They are expelling you from this group for whatever reason. And even though Kronos is there, you can tell that they are not as actively engaged in the aggression and conflict. But you can see them, even through the kind of watercolor haze that this memory is is rendered in, you can see just a look of absolute sadness and regret on Kronos' face. And then the scene changes again, and this time it takes a little bit to appear. It's blurrier at first. There's less, almost like there's less of the memory, or it was a longer period of time between. And you are again fighting, but this time you are fighting seven figures that are immediately recognizable to anyone who has been in Sakal the last 50 years since the Sundry. You recognize the seven heroes that rose to be the seven current deities. Um, You see all of them, and they're fighting... uh, fighting against you in the first person, but your perspective this time is higher. As if you, from Loth's perspective, have risen to your full height and form, shedding the humanoid appearance uh, that you had been previously donned. But this fight continues with Loth able to defend and, and, and battle back and forth against these, these seven heroes. Um, but eventually... You slip, and they are able to gain ground on you, and you eventually find yourself stumbling backwards from Maul's perspective, uh, much lower to the ground now, as if uh, they have been cut down to size. And as you scramble backwards, you see a figure appear in front of you. And this figure is represented in all white with no facial features, and and they emanate a power like nothing you have previously experienced. And it's unmistakable. Even though you've never seen this figure, even though you've only ever heard about them, and read about them, and talked about them, you recognize Ao, the overgod that created it all. Here in front of you, rendered in this watercolor form, 
you see this figure and you can tell Walt is terrified. Absolutely terrified as this figure appears. And you see them scrambling backwards, trying to get away from this white figure that is approaching them. And as they are unable to escape them, you see Ao reach out their hand towards you. And you feel yourself just shatter into a million pieces of your former self. And then, as if this scene continues, but from the perspective of all of these little tiny pieces of you, you see yourself falling. Falling through this sky, this dark and storming sky above, as all these other pieces of light, all of every single color of the rainbow, fall down from the sky above through these tiny holes. You feel yourself falling. And down below you, you see a great expanding sea of sand. And as this final memory stops, basically, um, Dags like look like put takes down and 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 looks at you all expectantly and just goes. So. Right. Do, do we do it or what? Like, come on! Don't don't leave me don't leave me hanging. I can't I can't deal with it, man. I, it's been really it's been rough. I can't. I'm I'm I mean, I might be the um, the unintellectual one in the room. However, I am. How do I say? I'm a little bit lost still. There are some lines that need to be drawn for me. Like I Yeah, I don't that, I don't I don't wanna say it. I mean you heard Cosmo like I he's a, a might bit dumber than me and I didn't understand it. So I mean So uh, we're both we're both lost there, Dex. Yeah. Can you distill it down for me and tell me what I'm looking at? I mean obviously they're they're memories. I assume they're Loth's memories at some point. Uh, I noted that they were all short and in different places with some strange figures. However, uh, it seemed like there was a really bright one. I know that that was probably AO. I can gather that. I saw the hole in the ground. That was Sakal. I, I've seen a map before. And then it seemed like somebody died in the sand or something. And I, uh huh, uh, I thought the same, the, the right. same things. Yeah. So, um, what am I missing? Anything? He's like, I, I, I mean, like, Dad's thing is like stum, like stumbling to like say anything, and I think that uh, Lady Zoran uh, puts her hand up and just goes, I think what a friend is trying to say is that I'm sure you all noticed as well as I that there seemed to be a bit of an addition to the Sakal that we all know and love. Well, addition, more or less these days. There seemed to be an extra landmass in the center of the Von Hurst Lock. And oh, she yes. looks down and picks up the, uh, the map and uh, lifts it to in front of all your eyes. Um, and you can see that the X is smack dab drawn into the middle 
of the Von Hurst lock. Yes, 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 there was. That is something that is new to me. Didn't know it. Brand new information. Yes. What uh, makes an island disappear? This isn't a joke. I'm... No, no punchline at the end of this one, but uh, in your wait, experience... Wait, I know this one, I think. I think I know this one. Nope. Pope's in a Volkswagen, right? Uh, different different joke. I'll set you up for uh, that one after. Yeah, yeah, later, sorry. later. But, uh, Pope's yeah. in a Volkswagen? An island just uh, casually Wonderful. no longer existing um, would take some insane amount of destructive magic. What? And that kind of seems to be the inverse of what the Heart of Ao's current goal is among its like current pursuers. But they have the ability to make everything. Wouldn't be too hard to make an island disappear, right? Right. But I'm not really sure. I think it's gone. I think it's just hasn't been found. Um. You see, uh, you see Dags who rips, um, who, who rips another piece of paper off the wall and, um, and like shakily, uh, shake, shakily holds it up in front of his face. Um, and you can see that this is a page torn out of a very, very old book and in drawn on this thing, surrounded by like runes, uh, you can see that there is a hand-drawn drawing, um, of what looks like an island in the middle of water and in the center of that island, you can see that there is a temple. And as you're looking at it, uh, you recognize something pretty immediately that there are carvings on it. And the three of you have seen these carvings before or similar ones. In the shutdown chapel in Goldbreak, where you visited the only temple of Ao that you have ever seen. Well, it's not like the water level has risen or anything. So that, like, that would imply that this this water source has come from somewhere else. Maybe the the heart once Ao was killed, or once the the heart of Ao was nestled in whatever this temple might be, it has hidden itself, it shrouded itself. But being that close to Goldbreak, I'd be surprised that. I mean, the Von Hurst Lock has traveled all the time. If even if a temple is hidden. Someone's going to run into it, right? It's got to be some fishing ships out there that have just randomly stumbled across an island. Do we think it's submerged? It could be. I mean, is it really that close to Goldbreak? I don't think it is. Uh, Goldbreak is one on our map, and Von Hurst Lock is directly above it. This is true. It's the closest body of water to Goldbreak. It's certainly not going to be an easy uh, traversal mm. for any large number of troops. We still need to figure a way to <laughs> travel down there uh, in any large number without passing through the Empire's barricades. But I think there are ways around that we can discuss. Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, I might be a revivifist, but that's kind of your problem, not mine. We can fly. <laughs> That's, that's fair and something to be discussed uh, a bit later, I think. Though it sounds to me like our problems are your problems these days, but I am not sure that this island is invisible. 
I think that it's more likely that it has been hidden maybe deep below the surface. And there are ways to get down there, uh, though they will be probably likely uncomfortable and inconvenient, but uh, there might be some more research that we can do here. Wait. Dags is... You guys, Glenn's going to like spin to Rangram and Cosmos like, do you think we could potentially see if Genevieve's mom feels like helping us out? That, I don't think she could get in there. How's she going to get in there? Fuck. All right. What were you saying, ladies Really good idea, though. I, I want more of those. I mean, more I of mean, those put ideas. A, put, a, put a pin in that one. Like, we need to Definitely. work on the logistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a late, later date. We probably have to find her, and the ocean's really big. Okay. I am picturing a massive ship mimic just tentacling across the <laughs> call and people just like looking on as they watch this like big ship just blah, 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 across don't, the uh, don't, don't look at this don't look this way don't look this no turn around turn around. <laughs> gary your eyes. no no gary don't look uh so we got to get deep underwater to potentially find i mean i'm a strong swimmer I'm a strong some, sinker. You are. We could just tie ourselves to you and just go down. Uh, this is a interesting predicament you got us. You present to us, Dags, but I, I can't say I'm not impressed. Didn't really think you could go searching through souls for information. So that's a whole new level of terrifying. Uh, you look over at Dags and he's looking at you, um, but his face is blank completely. And then you can hear soft snores. Uh, coming out of his mouth his eyes are still open open. his eyes are still open Um, perfect and uh you you see bakarin just like look over at lady zoran i'm gonna roll something real quick um i would also like to roll a sleight of hand to take something off of his desk before bakarin does whatever he's about to do Uh, while he's doing it um yeah, I, I think that you'll have an opportunity while he's doing it. Uh, you see, uh, you see Bakran kind of like just poke his finger over and just like push it heavily into Dags, and you see Dags just kind of tip backwards <laughs> and fall off the ground. I'm glad I, I thought you were saying he's poking him in the eye, <laughs> just no, like slowly just, in the just eye. pokes him, pokes him in the in, like in the side, and Dags just kind of falls sideways uh, and heavily to the floor, and Ladies Rand just like looks over at Bakram with a stern look and he just kind of like gives like a slight shrug. Um, but while that's happening, uh, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you uh, advantage on that sleight of hand. I know you don't Ooh, need it's, it. It's even more fun. Uh, a ton 30 something 18 what plus you, 15. What kind of item uh, would you be going for uh, there? He obviously has uh, shards like uh, soul, soul shards all over the desk. Um, I think that there are probably, I mean, are you going for something? Well, let's let's leave it vague. Are you going for something like an instrument? Are you going for something like shiny that you wouldn't recognize? Are you going for like a piece last of paper time, or a book? Last time there was a vial of liquid that he was very afraid that would drop. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna take yeah. a vial of mysterious liquid. Yep. Okay, I remember uh, this. We messed with him. Add to your um. Add to your uh, uh, your inventory a vial of mysterious liquid, volatile mysterious liquid. 
the the whole thing was a gag. You convinced him that you were going to drop that, right? Yes. Yeah, I, and then Bakker went diving for it. Yep, yep. Bakker seemed to know what it was, too. Indeed, he did. Oh, it's, so, it's something. There's some hijinks coming. Yeah. Vial of volatile, mysterious liquid. That sounds safe. <laughs> Put that in some unliked person's drink. The Emperor's. The Emperor is who comes to mind. I offer Chakar a drink. I, that's, yes. that's how you, hey, <laughs> if you put that into the Emperor's drink, you that's how you get an Emperor's new groove. That's how you get one. It turns that into a llama, true. and we're off. <laughs> Add it to your uh, cart. Okay, so he's passed out. Um, a talking llama? <laughs> uh, Glenn's going to turn to Ladies Ran and say, are you, uh, I mean, you guys are have access to the the ocean here is there any seafaring equipment or uh i guess comfort that the revivists have at their disposal do you guys have like a navy or are there any resources we might be able to lean on to do some underwater dwelling while the revivists have much have amassed much power on land our uh, our naval capabilities have been uh, slightly neglected, let's say. We did have some contacts uh, and a, well, let's just say some companions we could have called upon, but uh, a little while ago, we lost contact with them and they were never really the most savory folks to begin with. Some might call them pirates, but there was oh there yeah, was, uh, some issues. Let's we, just say we fought some of those. Oh well, you may have something to do with our uh, recent uh, lack of naval companions. Then oh yeah, but, he got consumed by Kachar. Chakar. Which which pirates? Did you interact with? It wasn't the Red King, was it? Um, you uh, you see her kind of uh, flinch, uh, flinch a little bit there. Um, you were working with the devil. That ends justify the means, but come on, that foul beast uh, she... actually killed me. Like, actually, was the first reason why I died. The she's um. She's looking at you and just kind of um, like nods her head in, in a way that's just like, yes, yes, I understand. It's, but... it's also the reason why the soul of Black Worm now lives. So. Well, I will admit that, yes, we did work with them in the past because we couldn't muster our own naval forces. And it was nice to be protected from our, uh, you know, the waters to the the north. But. I am sorry to hear that they caused you so much trouble and potentially have made this, well, this yeah. new journey for us even more difficult. But I will say that I didn't, they were not under my command by any means. The Red King did what the Red King wanted. They were just a powerful ally in times. That's fair. Yeah, I can't really criticize. Yeah, enemy of my yeah. enemy, I get it. Yeah, definitely. Uh. Out of curiosity, or I guess you might just like to hear this too. Um, we killed the shit out of him, technically. Definitely. And then also killed his sister twice. So that's pretty cool. So 
So enemy of our enemies, you might not want to really affiliate. If he ever pops his weird horned head back up, you might not want to bring us up. Just keep that one on the DL. Probably not tell a lot of people that you're partnering with us. From what I hear, uh, it seems as though the Red King has been certainly, I just whether they were vanquished or whether they had just gone missing or had fled, uh, wasn't really clear. Uh, their forces don't seem to know whether or not that is, what is the case there. So it seems like you have more information than most. Um, mm -hmm. But it seems though, as since they were, well, now we know vanquished, uh, their forces have scattered to the winds and the, the pirates, captains that they were able to bring under their banner have all, well, either turned on each other or and stolen each other's fleets or have disbanded. So Perfect. Uh, the... The waters are just as dangerous as they were before, if anything, less organized. That might be even worse, actually. That, yeah, it's kind of terrifying. It's a power vacuum. Uh, well, shit. Sounds like we're going back, back south. Um, Let us... This does present a little bit of an issue, too, with bringing the heart of AO back to you before... It's able to be discovered by someone else. Again, I think once we raise this temple, it's going to be a, a dash to that temple, or at least a dash from our supporters and our enemies. And Goldbreak's going to have a little bit of an advantage on you guys, considering proximity. Yes, yes, I, I think that we do have some... Uh... Some things to discuss in the least. I think that we, Bakarin, if you wouldn't mind gathering up dags and putting them to bed and maybe gathering up their paperwork and bringing it over to the war room where we can continue the conversation we were having earlier. <clears throat> uh, you see, you hear dags just snoring loudly from the ground. You watch Bakarin uh, grab dags by the foot and just kind of drag him over across the room and like just kind of with one hand like kind of toss him up onto a uh, a bed that's piled with furs um, and dags lands like kind of half diagonally across it upside down in the bed uh, doesn't like they don't like hit their head or anything like that but they're just he doesn't like cover him up or anything like that it doesn't seem like Bakarin is the uh the softest of the sort and then he kind of like grabs all the um all the papers off the wall like that are stuck on there with knives and pins and things like that and um picks up the map and rolls it up and uh puts it under his arm and kind of uh follows Lady Zoran out uh basically Lady Zoran in the lead and the three of you behind her um and the five of you make your way back uh back to the war room um one thing that is you notice um, as you are passing through, uh, you're passing through the town, um, you see that more of the uh, more of the fountain has been uh, has been basically, you know, constructed at this point. And you can see that there are more statues that have been dragged over to it. Um, you can see that there are especially this is especially poignant to you after what you just viewed, but you can see that there are there are four figures um, that are th these statues that, and, and I think that maybe three of them are uncovered. Um, you can see that one of them is the Raven Queen. You can see that one is depicting Tiamat, and you can see that one is depicting Kronos. Uh, 
And you recognize that these are the essentially the three titans, um, aside from what you later to you later learned that Loth was part of it. Um, but you can see that they have been kind of pulled over to where the construction of the fountain is being laid. Um, and there is another figure that is covered uh, covered still, but you pass by this as you are walking back um, over to um, over to the war room. Um, and as you enter back into the war room, uh, I think that Bakrin kind of like tacks, uh, like lays all these papers out on the table, trying not to mess up all the little figures um, that are like laid around on this three-dimensional map of uh, of Sakal, uh, depicting everyone's uh, you know military might. Um, and you see uh, Lady Zoran, who is just like kind of hands pensive and thought as she's looking down at this and goes, "Okay." So we have a location, at least a potential location of where this artifact could be, could rest. That's, that's great. The downside is that if the three of you are able to get over there and raise this temple, as you stated, the likelihood of you being able to escape with whatever it is without being overwhelmed by Goldbreak's might is incredibly unlikely. So how do we solve that? The Revivus cannot march, march south through Winterhaven without ending up in a siege that will take at least a decent period of time and cost a large number of casualties. Agreed. So, I think that what we need here, and she smirks at you, and she goes, I think that we need to call in some more of our reinforcements. And she pulls a, um, a little artifact um, out of her pocket, this little like, um, it's, it's, it's like a small, like kind of like a orb, like about this big. Um, and she clicks it and goes, we are in need of your assistance. Please join us in the war room. Uh, and you don't hear any confirmation come from the other side, um, but you hear a familiar popping noise as uh, your very familiar friend, uh, Das, a.k.a. the Baron, steps out of a portal uh, to your left, Glenn, um, and uh, just kind of steps out of it and goes, Whoa, uh, not for nothing, but uh, I wasn't expecting such a, well, such a, a packed house. Um, no offense, ladies or man, but uh, what uh, what do you need me for? And uh, she let her summon you. <laughs> I mean, she's kind of uh, you know, one of my biggest customers. So uh, you know, you gotta give them the uh, our, the personal our number. biggest our biggest customer. Yeah, yeah, you know, gosh, sh sh let's just uh, let's just keep that in the hush hush. She doesn't even know that. Uh, she's like, um, actually, I they have already enlightened me to this little uh, whatever situation is going on here with the dark steel, but that is not why I've summoned you here. Actually, your manner of entry is exactly why. I have summoned you here. Uh, I would like to know 
whether or not it would be possible for you to create a one-way portal large enough for us to send all of our forces through and pass the Imperial Barricade. And Dags is looking at him like, just kind of like mouth agape for like a second. And she's like, Das. Das, yeah, not, not Dags, sorry. I, too many, too many names at this point, so many characters, so many, so many, so many deep character wells to pull from. Uh, das um, is, is just kind of looking there for a second, like completely stunned. So what you're saying is, uh, you want me to make a big hole through, you know, time and space and all that, big enough for your army. And he's pointing to like all the little little figures on the table to just mosey on through to the uh, to the empire and lay siege to whatever area that uh, that you request. Well, not time, just space. Oh. Thank you for the uh, clarification, Cosmo. That's uh, well, that's gonna make it so much easier. Well, I mean, figure reading up on this. Uh, there actually is some time involved. It's really weird. Well, it's just not like, like time travel. You know, I mean, I just I don't know, trying to make uh, it as less complicated as possible. There's already enough on the table to move. You know, just. I mean, uh, actually, if you uh, you really break it down, um, the fact that you are moving your your mass through that great of distance. Uh, you are actually affecting time because otherwise you'd have to do it, you know, you'd have to walk it on, on, you know, you have to hoof it, you know, in the lamp of Fides, all that. But uh, it's uh, so you actually are kind of a little bit of time manipulation there. But you know what? It's fine. That's for uh, that's for the, uh, you know, other wizards other than me to do to talk about. So so what you're saying is, ladies and you want me to uh, just, you know, kind of bippity boppity boop your your whole force uh, over there to uh, to the south and, you know, let them wait, lay siege to, uh, you know. Places unknown in Sakal. Is that what you're saying? And Lady, like Lady Zoran, just kind of like looks deadpan directly at 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 Dawson. Just goes, "Ah, oh, yes, that's exactly what I'd like you to do." And Dawson kind of shrugs and goes, "Well, I guess, uh, I guess, ask an answer there, huh?" Um, now, um, I think it might be possible. I'm gonna need. Um, I'm gonna need a little bit of juice, a little bit of help to, uh, you know, all your, uh, any the the wizards or whatever, any your your mystical arts individuals to be able to help me with, um, you know, lending lending aid to buy a great spell or whatever. But um, I think we might be able to do it. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, how much do you like these uh, the, these these forces if they were to go through and uh, you know, some of it does, you know, maybe it cuts off halfway and you know. Yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. I know. No, of course, I, I think we can figure it out. We can figure it out. Don't, don't, don't let's not worry about that. Let's, um, yeah, let's, um, I'll, uh, I'll come up with, uh, with a plan, I think, huh? And he's like looking over and like, like he's like gives like a little, little thumbs up, like very clearly, very, very clearly trying to, uh, dispel any kind of like potential doubts in his ability to, create this um after very clearly sowing those said doubts um and it's just kind of like now trying back to pedal, back pedal, back pedal. Back, yeah absolutely backpedaling out of the room uh, out of the room not not physically though um and ladies around looks at him and goes okay i await your uh 
your plans. Um, and Doss is just like, okay, yep, uh, I'll go get working on that right now. Gonna go, and he's kind of like stepping backwards through the through the door. Goes, it was uh, it was good seeing you guys again. Um, probably see you soon. It seems, huh? And he's just kind of like walking backwards out of the room and like slowly, like slowly closing the door. <laughs> and then Doss is gone, and I don't have to do his voice anymore. Uh, ladies around, it's. A great idea to send your troops through, but I imagine there's a, a timetable on this. Don't we need to, as much as Dags has been hunting this down, someone within the empires have got to be doing parallel work. Uh, is or, there interest in sending us forward first and then you'll be following with the military or do you want to wait for all of us to ultimately go together? That is a great question. I I am of two minds here. While it would be safest for you to lead the charge and to see whether or not there is <laughs> report back on see whether or not there is a anything for us to you know to learn before we actually bring all of our forces there. It could be something where Maybe we do a little bit of both. Now that we have a way of quick uh, quick entry into the Empire and past the Empire's forces, maybe it would be best for the three of you to head over there yourselves in kind of a stealthy manner. That's kind of, she's looking at the two dwarves in particular who are covered in armor. Um, and just kind of looking them up and down and goes, if that is possible. And once you are in position and once you see whether or not you are able to gain entry to this lost temple or see that there are enemies amassing, then you can report back and we can call our forces to your aid or whatever aid you may have need for. Yeah, I think, um, cause basically the way I understand it, we need to find a way to raise this island, we think, or dive underground. Do we even know if it's either or, or is it both or? As far as we know that this, this island has not been seen. Uh, uh, I, I, that, that drawing up from that book is from an incredibly ancient tome. And even, even the person who, who drew it only drew it from stories they had heard. All right. I think, um, yeah, we are very much on wanted uh, posters. But I think we head that way. I think we head down towards the lock and um, try and figure some things out along the way. And maybe we just pass it and go to gold break. And um, we have some, um, some informants that might be able to help us, potentially. 
or in, um, you know, we'll see if they're amassing a large army. We could quickly find that out in one of two ways. One, our friends, use that term lightly, and Goldbreak might be able to let us know if there's any movement, but uh, Cedric is on the lock. I mean, he'd be able to let us know if there's been any boundaries yeah. created around Von Hurst pretty early. He'd also be able to use his space as a, a landing zone, fly in by night, set up. I mean, his island is literally in the Von Hurst lock. We would be able to yeah. swim straight out from there. I, I hesitate putting Wentport at risk, but it seems like a great yeah. idea. Um, in theory, we can at least reach out to him and see if they've seen anything. There were fishermen along the, um, or that were part of Whitport. Maybe they've seen or know some fishermen tales of some kinds passed down. Well, yeah, I mean, there's still Jody John in Whitport too. She's the bar yeah. owner. She would be able to hear all the stories that they've seen. I mean, right? Yeah. If you go out fishing on the same hurt or same lock every day, yes. All of a sudden, an army shows up. Something that comes up at the bar. Yes. Okay. I think. Um... We make for Whitport. Unless you feel that there's a reason for us to stay. Looking I at Rangram still had <clears throat> oh, I believe Rangram still had some work he wanted to do while we had access to the forge and all this dark steel and some of that uh what was it, the silver guard that we've amassed? Um Yeah, I, I have some things that I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to the Smith at Hell's bells up. I mean, before well, I mean, we're not gonna leave it this moment. It'd be foolish if we started leaving before uh, our friends could even get the army there. If that's part of the plan that we're going in with, so we should probably see if uh, Doss has any type of ability to actually do what he says he's gonna do. That way, we at least know what we're going into into the lock with. But I would definitely prefer approaching this temple the three of us first. It's going to be real hard to get your army in there to find the heart of AO and we got the location wrong. It's going to be real hard to get your army out of there without something like the heart of AO able to uh, quiet a crowd, if you will. Yes. And also on that note, do we just like unmake everybody that shows up? Like, is that also the, the go-to move? Is that what we're agreeing to here? We're just like, yeah, are we, uh, are we just going to undo a good portion of the Sakalian continent? I like Your mama's so not. fat, Thanos had to clap. Ah, yes, the old, the old bardic tale. Of ah, yes, I think, I, I think we, how, we saw that. Thanos thickness. I think we had that, um, I think we had that play come through here a, a while back. Nybar really get... likes to retell the Ant-Man side of it. It's really weird. Uh, a lot of yeah. he likes to do it new, though. It's very, it's very strange. Um, That's a new element to it. We did not give those notes when he showed us, so that might be inspiration in in your, you know, beautiful visage, uh, ladies are on. Inspiration your... strikes. On a more serious note, and to your point, Glenaris. 
You are correct. We have one shot at that, at getting this artifact and involving the Revifus forces. If we bring them in, if, if we enter into the fray incorrectly, if we bring them in too early, or if we, if this is all a trap, we could risk losing the entire cause. If the empire has forces and reinforcements that we are not accounting for and powers that they seem to have that are well now outside of our abilities, this could spell the end for not only the three of you, but all of us. And this cause will end right there on the lock. And I have no intention of making any mistakes that will lead to every one of my people's demise. So if we're going to do this, we are going to do this the right way. And we're going to make sure that Goldbreak doesn't see this coming. And dragons or not, we are going to get that damn artifact. And we're going to bring those old gods back to life. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you hear from outside, fuck the new gods. <laughs> well, I um, don't even know how they hear it sometimes. It's, it's like supernatural feeling. It's not a, it's not. A have you seen that play, by the way? That was quite a good one. Way too Episodic. many acts. Yeah, way too many acts. <laughs> but Ibarg also likes to do that one, the nude. I think you should talk to him about that. He does a lot of them was... in the nude. Wasn't that originally a kid's play? <laughs> Talk to him about that. It seems problematic. It certainly isn't in Nybark's hands. I don't know which one you saw. Uh, uh, right. So um, we're, we're going to head to Whitport. You're going to keep working on the um, tr instantaneous transportation of your amassing army. Um but Rangrim's got to go to Hell's Bells and do some things. Uh, here for a moment. So we're here for, for a minute. Maybe um, we can continue some planning and the like, and we can try and get a hold of friends while we work. How does that sound for a starting point? Yeah, ladies are on. Is there any place around here where you have like mages that can just like send messages for whomever needs messages sent? We normally use our friend Rangram here, but if he's gonna be oh, heavy crafting, I can, we have some oh, people I can do wanna... that. Well, yeah, but you're gonna be busy. And I'm kind of bad at it. Ah, so you're not bad at it. You always get the point across. It might not be the words we said, but you get the point across. Yeah, the point. It, it doesn't really catch the vibe, right? So far, it's been 100% successful relaying the vibe. Just whose vibe is, is being relayed. But I think uh, what Cosmo wants to do is a little more uh, meaningful with his words. But is there a means of communicating? Do you have devices? Do you have access to anything along those lines? Because for some people, we need to tell to get the fuck away from the lock. Of course, of course. Normally, I would send these myself, um, but 
Uh, I, I, I assume that you want a little bit more privacy. Uh, once Dags is finished with his uh, rest and relaxation, uh, Dags should be able to help send whatever messages you need. Let him know that uh, I have sent you and uh, all of their spell capabilities will at your, be at your disposal. Terrific. And I just want to, you know, cross our T's and dot our I's. If we happen to be spending sending messages to people not of the Revive Fist's uh, belief, uh, how's that going to look in Dag's eyes? Are we going to get in trouble if we start maybe communicating with people who might not be specifically Revive Fist's? That's a very people good we question. care about who might not have aligned themselves with you guys just yet. Yeah. I haven't got to know you, you know. We just want to make sure we're not going to be setting any bounties on their heads, if you will. No, of course not. We don't... The Revivifists do not deal in the same kind of arcane ways as the Empire. We're not going to be putting any bounties out on innocent folk who just... We understand that there are those who have chosen the life of believing and adopting the new gods, whether or not they want to or grew up with them, and that's all they know. We don't hold that against anyone. It's people have to live their lives and not everyone can make their journey north and live free as we do up here. There will be no, there will be no downsides to anyone that you contact and nor will, should or will Dags uh, turn any kind of, uh, turn their nose up at you or anyone that you happen to contact. Great, because I would have to have, absolutely hate having to kill you. Just kidding, Bachrin. Just, just, just kidding, Bachrin. He, I was gonna say he, he like you see him like kind of get up, uh, like get up from his sitting position, like kind of sit up straight. Um, I, I think Lady Zoran doesn't even, uh, doesn't even like, like, I think she just kind of smirks at you. Um, in, in half a try it and half a, uh, half a no, she knows you're kidding kind of situation. Um, uh, hold on. <laughs> Wait. Perfect. Lynn misinterprets that. And gives her a smirk back, like, "Are we meeting up for drinks later?" <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Let's yes. Go. Oh, um, okay. I love it. Uh, you the smirk back. You see her her smirk fade um, as she <laughs> as she reads <laughs> as she reads that one. Um, she's she's it's she the creepiest not, possible smirk yeah, you've ever seen. 100, it's like hundred percent through the eyebrows. <laughs> it's the, it's the there. Oh my god! Yeah, she her her smirk immediately fades. Um, <laughs> And she adopts more of a serious tone again because it's completely understandable that the three of you would want to make preparations before heading out. I don't want to oversell this, but as I said before, we have one shot at this. And it would not be overstating it to say that whatever preparations you may do or can do to make sure that you succeed in this venture and are as protected as possible. This could be a one-way trip if done improperly. So let's make sure that whatever you can do to make sure that you all survive this encounter for all of our sake and for your own. I... I believe that I don't want to make this too dark, but this could be your last chance to do so. 
Well, yes. I can tell no. you, we've done a lot dumber shit than this, and definitely still here. So, yeah, I mean, I've come back twice. So, <laughs> this guy died twice. Well, let's hope your good fortune holds out in the face of this. Uh... And she looks down and glances back down at the two, the gold and the black dragon figure that are on the table and goes, at these new and overwhelming odds. And um, I think that she kind of uh, just kind of gives you a, a little like bow of her head as she turns back uh, to the table and starts like rearranging the papers. Um, but you guys are, unless you have more things to discuss, uh, she has essentially given you, you know, bid you adieu to go about your business. Fuck, I need a drink. Thirsty? Always. Um, I think refuel I think Bach- before your, uh, your 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 work, right, Bachran? You need a drink? Yeah, Bachran gets up and, and like you see his eye, his like eyes perk up as he um as as he hears you guys say that. And he's like, he looks over at, at Lady Zoran, who just kind of like looks over at him and just kind of waves a hand, and he uh, he kind does of his, gets does up his and, tail start wagging, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, and he, he just kind of gets up and like brushes himself off and is like um and kind of you know puts leads his halberd uh, against the against the door frame, um and uh, oh, seems like Bachrin, you've never you. you've never drank with us. You're definitely gonna want that. He looks at you yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> roll a uh, roll persuasion. I don't think anyone's rolled a single dice this entire session yet. Nope, sure haven't. No, I slide of hands. Uh, oh yeah, you did. Why do I talk? Four. He um uh he doesn't he does not he he like looks at you and he like laughs um because uh because you said it to uh Rangram you can roll persuasion as well with advantage because you know Bakran because you friends persuasion that that's a oh oh that's good that's a twenty two yeah so Bakran uh like he, he kind of like laughs when Glenn says it and then like gets a, like a more serious look from Rangram and he's like. Oh, okay. And he picks up his We begin into some we begin into some stuff like. Um awesome. Uh well uh then I guess the three of you, uh four of you now with Bakran in tow, uh make your way uh over to the world's edge tavern. Yeah, gotta, sounds, gotta sounds refuel good. the the empty tanks. Okay. Um yeah, as you um as you're passing by, you can see that there is the um the older gentleman who's working on the fountain. The fountain's like in the middle of the uh, kind of the courtyard that's in the center of this um of this town, uh and uh, like the Sorry. world's edge the world's edge tavern is like right right on the edge of it. Um, and you can see that um a couple of the statues have been set up. Um, but you see something interesting. Uh, there are four plinths uh down on the bottom level, and there seems to be a fifth plinth that is up on the center on the top part of the fountain. Um, and you can see that the three statues, or two of the statues um, you can see of the Raven Queen and uh, Tiamat have been erected on their platforms. Um, again, these are in different different stones. Like uh, the Raven Queen's probably made out of some sort of onyx. Um, and then the, the the Dragon Queen's like, I think actually wood, but it's been carved and like painted to like have the different colors of the chromatic dragons. Um, and you can see that the uh, the Kronos, um, the, uh, the basically the Titan that is in charge of time, uh, is 
it, the statue has not been erected yet. Um, and But you can see that the other statue is uncovered. Um, and you recognize it right away. It is the statue of Wolf that was in Lady Zoran's uh, personal quarters that has been pulled out uh, now that the three of you have basically told her that there are four titans, four not titans. three. Nice. Um, and uh, Loth's statue is out there. Um, but you don't see uh, a fifth statue that goes on the top yet. Um, but you can see that the figure is kind of like working uh, on putting these things, putting these things all together. So, um, <clears throat> so uh, yeah. The so three of we're, you... we're cool. We're cool with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the old gods. We're good with them. Then we we're we're cool with that. We're like the the, the with the Titans, and then there's another one which is waiting, right? These guys aren't the bad guys, right? No, the, these are the old gods. It's, it's fuck the new gods, not not the old gods. Fuck the new gods. Fuck the new gods. Got to be Ao up top, right? Who's who's gonna be at the tippy top? That feels like it. Or I mean, if it was if I had it my way, I mean, I know they're like titans and shit, but like it'd be more than on top. I mean, not to be that guy, but the only time we've ever had. God's actually not kill any of us. One of them was an elder brain. And it's, the other time it was it was like these two two of the new gods that like these guys hate. That's true. So just saying. Are we well, I mean, are we are, are we the bad guys right now? I don't know. I think it kind of depends on uh perspective because you know we're not necessarily doing the bidding of any of the new gods but i mean are we gonna are we gonna say no to some help when we're killing dragon amalgamations probably not i mean my my gods are kind of chill so so far they haven't told me to like do anything fucked up but like i mean are you gonna tell us are we we do because last time you just like kind of went Black eyes yeah, and like, attacking us. Is it like wicked chill that they're just putting up a statue of Loth right now? Like, oh yeah, Loth is kind of awesome. We should probably put up a statue of that fucking evil spider bitch. I'm just <laughs> saying. It's, yeah, it's a little suspect. A good... Yeah, it's, yeah. I've heard in uh like, yeah, Tia other there, Kronos, those guys are fucking they are all more than chill, but like Well, every everyone has their place, I suppose. You know, everybody likes their what do you say? Like everybody has their own flavor of tea that they prefer. Or or uh, ale, right? Yeah. I like my ale to not be full of spiders. Well, yeah, you know, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that doesn't mind them. I mean, if it makes you feel better, we're we're the only people confident enough that we could probably kill her if she came back. Definitely done it, done a done uh, a version it. of it once. Fucking a Roy, I imagine we're walking to the bar right the, right, yeah, now, like, like, right down yeah. the middle yeah. of the street. Just talking yeah. about. and then uh, and and you can like uh, Bakran is like being uh, like kind of uh, being very quiet in the background and goes like, you know, like all that's really like not cool to talk about it's um a little bit uh don't let ladies around here um freedom of religion hold on well that's why we didn't invite her out for drinks buckering 
Right? I mean, Wait, we could fucking kill all these dicks. Oh, I definitely invited oh, her out for drinks. You don't think she's coming? Bachman, do you think she's going to come? She's not coming. No, I, he looks wow, over she, at you. She's not coming, mate. He looks over at you and just like, just like makes, like looks over at like Glenn with like pity and then looks over at Rangram and just like, just kind of like shakes his head. I think I read the signals wrong. And I mean, he had, I, a, he had a better chance than me, mate. I definitely have a really good uh, track record of offending the people whose gods that I'm supposed to like respect. I don't know. I did it once in, um, where were we? I don't remember. Wasn't that but in Goldbreak? No, it uh, was um, that one cleric of the temple. And, like, I was asking questions, and I, like, clearly offended him, and, like, the guards oh, right, came. Right. Remember that? <laughs> Shit, where was that? That was the first time you passed out. Yeah, uh, that was, was, that was, was Westreach. Westreach. Yeah. Westreach, yeah, that's what it was. Well, so, just don't pass out in any churches, and you should be fine. Well, no, hey, I I've just done the same thing. I've done the same thing so many times. Talk about Tiamat. You start talking about Tiamat in different places. People get real upset real quick, especially down the Empire. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just I offend most of the people that I talk to just when I'm talking about their gods or whatever. I mean, you offend me, but that's just your smell. <laughs> that's fair. Whatever. Yeah, I've never even talked saying. about gods, and I tend to offend people. Yeah, that too. I didn't. I, I didn't see any statues of Morden being erected. Just you know, there's one. There's evil a spider queens. No, no, no nothing against. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's fine. It's it's somewhere over in the back, right? No, it's yeah. no, it's over there. You just can't see it because you know you guys are so short. <laughs> I that's I that, That's <laughs> over them. Bothering. Over them. <laughs> over them. <laughs> I think uh, uh, he's, he's like, the part he just, that he's alluding to oh, is yeah. that uh, Loth may or may not have in, enslaved and killed most of uh, Rangram's predecessors. Listen, listen, you guys got it. You guys got it right. We, it's it's all about you know, you can you can you know you can like whatever gods you like. You can you know not like whatever gods you like. That's fine. That's what it used to be. That's like you know you look at me like, nope, I hate that one. That one sucks. But the ability to be able to do that is why we're here. So, you know, right now you got like, you know, oh, I got these, uh, these, you know, seven flavors of gods to, to, you know, to, to hang out with or whatever. And we got to like, like them all. It's like a big group package kind of situation. And he like spits on the ground. He's like, fuck that. No, no, thank you. Yeah. Fuck the new gods. I mean, not, not to be that guy, but like, aren't you just kind of saying like, you used to be able to like any gods you want, but like now you just don't like these seven in particular. It's more the it's and more then, the, like you kind of want everybody to like like the seven in particular you like. Yeah, but there's also anyways like, a first drinks on me and I walk into the world. Okay, yeah, um, I'm gonna say let's just just for ease of, it's it's evening it's evening now it's been I think you guys got here in like the afternoon and I think like the the mid afternoon I think it's evening now. Um, so yeah, Dags uh, had to be at least like nine hours of visuals as he's just like playing all the memories. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean we kind of whipped through that pretty quickly, but that's just because I this is an audio medium and we, we don't, don't have nine have, hours. We yeah. Don't have nine hours. Um, Same critical uh, role. But you see, um, yeah, you see, uh, th there are a number of people in here. A number of like um, of soldiers. It's a good mix. Um, I would say that there's probably 
Like this is a pretty decently sized tavern. Um, I'd say there's probably 15, 12 to 15 people in here. Um, and you see Oster, the uh, the halfling uh, bartender who's at the uh, at the front, um, who's just like you know bringing out uh, a couple rounds of um, of ales as well as like some trenchers, with, you know, some some bread with soup in them. Um, just bringing those bringing those things around to some tables, and then like walks back behind the bar and is uh, cleaning a couple things. Um, as you, you see him like walk down from his steps and like go walk around and, and deliver some ale, and <laughs> you see Oster, um, a name I that microdose turned into a macrodose. Definitely didn't just pull out of a name generator. Um, who is uh yeah? Uh, you see a couple tables that are available. Um, I, I think that there's one probably closer to the uh, the hearth. Um, and then there's one like tucked back a little bit in the uh, in the back. So uh, or there's space at the bar. If you want to sit there, what do you want to do? First round's on you, Rangroom. A uh, bit. Rangroom's going to the bar. Okay. Glenn's uh, gonna he's... beat him there. And say, uh, I'm on his tab. I will take a bottle of your most expensive booze. Thank you. Um, okay, uh, Oster's. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, He's like looking around. He's like, okay, it's on your tab, and he's gonna he's going around. He like gets up on a ladder, and like you can see that up above the bar, there's like a lot of um, a lot of uh, different bottles that are sticking out. He's like going through, and he's like, okay, um, uh, this one. And he like looks over, and he looks at you, and he's like, uh, I go like this, go higher, higher. (laughs) He goes like he's like, okay, and he like goes he goes a little bit. You see him like disappear from view as you hear him like kind of he crawls into the shelf. You you hear him like um like uh just kind of like kind of grunting and, and making like a uh, noise of uh, exertion as he's trying to like pull this bottle down um and you hear like uh and you see the ladder like kind of like teeter back and forth and you see uh, okay. and he like and he like walks down with an incredibly dusty bottle um of like you can tell it immediately it is elven wine like and it is like the the like you look at it you're like i think you can tell that this bottle make is like even before you were born like this is an incredibly old bottle um but you would also know that elven wine is like it ages like it, it doesn't like go bad over time it just like gets better um he's like just like else I'm, baby i'm pretty sure this is um probably an incredibly high alcohol content but that's what the price is for and he's look he's looking down at it and he's like He's like kind of um it's like you're not paying for it, right? Oh <laughs> shit. No, no, no. Mark, no, Mark, no. See Glenn go off do your thing. It's on my tab as I said, friend. Take it. He, he hands it to 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 Glenn uh, like while like and he like kind of peels off the price tag as he gives it to him and doesn't tell him the price. Um Remember but, uh, the name is Glenn Yoris Aresius. <laughs> oh now you get my fucking name right. <laughs> It's only when it's really important. Um, That's right. What is uh, what is Rangrim and uh, and Cosmo ordering? Just a uh, regular old ale for me, please. Oh, a couple of ales and he like looks up at Bachran. He's like, uh, you know, give me two and give me four for the big man here. It's like hanging out with dwarves. I'm, we're drinking. We're drinking. We're drinking dwarven tonight. I said Dwinkin. Um, we're Dwinkin. We're Dwinkin. Dwinkin and, uh, Dwarven. Oster, uh, Oster looks at you and goes, uh, do you just want the keg? And uh, he's, okay. uh, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that Bakran just like, just kind of shrugs and uh, 
basically Oster points uh, to back behind the bar, and uh, Bakran walks over there, picks up this it's like crap. this good sized keg, <laughs> and brings it over, um, and is like, "All right, where are we sit?" Uh, I got us a table in the back. Okay. He follows over and uh, it drops this uh, this keg heavily down onto the table, uh, grabs the um, the the tap and like gets the little mallet and like slams it into it and uh, like you know beer starts basically pouring a little bit onto the floor and he like caps it real quickly and like starts filling up all the uh, all the tankers for everyone and passes them around. I think he even passes one over to uh, Glenn even though he know like even. He, just because he doesn't realize that you're not drinking it. Um, and he, so you have, there's one for everyone. Um, and everyone, you know, sits down at the table. Um, but yeah, you all have uh, found yourself a seat at the uh, the back of this place. And I think Bakran, like, you know, after setting it down, goes, all right, so I'm sure that there's, like, so many stories. Even just walking here, the, the, the just absolutely buck wild shit that you guys were spouting off about, like, it was just, just mind-blowing. And I just, like, what is, uh, okay, what do you all think of, of this, like, of the, of the Rufus? Like, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Like, you know, we're, uh, we're kind of, you know, no one get over here. This isn't, I'm not, it's not something I'm going to go talking back to Lady Zoran about. But I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. Do an inside check. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think Bachran's one to... Glenn doesn't that know that. Reason, lie. BK doesn't. Glenn that. should know. BK should know that. <laughs> uh, Thirteen for Glenn. Okay. Uh, did anyone else roll insight? I think I thought Cosmo did. Cosmo did. He got a sixteen. Okay. Um, it seems like uh, seems like Bachran's telling the truth. Uh, he he. Did. I think that you kind of glean from the fact that uh, it seems like he has trouble stringing words together sometimes that maybe uh, it, it might be a little bit too di- more difficult uh, for him to, uh, you know, to, to kind of come up with sly. And he thinks like, he seems like he's just is genuinely curious from an outside perspective, what you guys think of this, especially like he hasn't seen like someone he's known to like kind of wander up here. Um, like, it's like, you know, it's, it hasn't been easy. It's been getting, um, you know, we've been building this thing up for some time now, but, I mean, you know, Rangrim, you know, I, my whole thing was, like, you know, trying hey, to, trying to, like. Hey, fucking Conquest, man, I all fucking get it. Like, Conquest, yeah, I mean, Conquest is, you know, exactly, but, like, you know, when you're, when you're thinking, like, okay, I'm gonna, con- I'm gonna, I'm gonna conquer this thing, like, you have to look up to something, and, if, you know, you know, the idea of bringing me back. Tiamat, like an incredible, powerful individual like that. Like, what, what, you know, what else is is a worthy cause? Like, I, I just, as soon as I found out what they were trying to do up here, I couldn't stay away. And ever since then, I've just been you know, working my way up through the ranks, and eventually, kind of ended up as Lady Zoran's right hand man. And you know, now we're here, and it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's do or die, basically. It seems like, and. I don't know how you uh you got mixed up into this Rangrim, but I'm glad you're here. And uh, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna go out in a you know blaze of glory, uh, you know, glad to have uh, an old friend at my side to do it. And yeah, maybe some he you know, like looks over at the the two uh, two uh, like at Glenn and uh, and and Cosmo goes and other people as well. 
<laughs> see, you see Glenn using lock picks to pull the cork out because he didn't get a corkscrew. Like, oh, it breaks well, a, Yeah, it, it breaks apart into a bunch of different pieces. Well, if you're looking for a, a, a synopsis from my side, it's uh, minimize damage and maximize profits. And depending on where those profits come from, it really doesn't matter. I, I, I think what the Revivists are doing are honorable in a sense, but the loyalties that I have, you know, minus that cute ceremony we went through, kind of lives at this table. And, uh, yeah, you guys have gold. Tight. Uh, and, you know, I mean... I mean, I like Moradin like any other dwarf, right? But, and like, the old gods are cool and all, but, like, not to toot my own horn, but I might have uh, resurrected the embodiment of a god or two, like, pointing at Cosmo uh, more than one time. He might exactly. be holier. Th he might be holier than thou sometimes. Well, I think he might actually be holier than that if you catch my meaning. Bakran is looking at you blankly, very obviously not catching your your understanding your meaning. So, it, or under, so is Cosmo. It's gone way over his head. Um, but he, I think he sits there and stares at you for a minute, and then just like to distract from the fact that he doesn't understand, he like reaches, he puts his, his uh, flag in up and goes, "Cheers to that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he clinks the clink, clinks the mugs together, and like I think quickly downs his. Um, as uh, I think, as you uh, you all are like, you know, entering into this uh, into this night of like you know drinking and telling tales. Um, I think at some point Bakarin is uh, going on about like, um, you know, Tiamat and how like you know how how incredible that like he he thinks it is that like. You know, basically how in awe of Lady Zoran he is. Uh, not in like a, a like weird way, but just like this this figure is like tied to Tiamat, this figure that he holds in such high esteem. Um, and like, just basically, you get the feeling like he, Bakran would, would follow her right off the edge of a cliff if that's what he needed it's, to it's, do. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I think that like, I, I think as you guys um, you know, continue later in the night, are there any like particular like anecdotes or things that you want to talk about like as you get a little bit more in your cups uh i have something once bakran is hit faced but i can wait mm -hmm. okay uh rangrim is gonna try to get everyone else in the world's end tavern to arm wrestle bakran while he bets gold on it Okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, let's uh, let's do it as like um, let's let's not take too much time on it. Let's do a little mini game. Um, I'll let you roll for uh, I'll let you roll for Bakran, um, and that's basically your your money is your you can roll for your money, and then uh, and then I'll roll for the other people. Uh, let's do uh, let's do best two out of three. Uh, roll, all right, roll you all right, you nerds. Roll a d twenty straight up and down. Nineteen. Uh. 14. Damn, I thought I rolled pretty good. Okay, so uh, you you throw some money down the table. You're like, oh, my, you know, you're you're like yelling that like your friend here can like beat everyone in this bar. Like, you, come over here, like line up, 
wrestle like arm wrestle my my friend Bakarin and like you know he just like sits down at a table like a couple drinks in is like yeah yeah I'll, I'll take a you know this is gonna be no challenge at all and uh so it rolls and I mean just takes down the first person I think that you hear a sickly snap from the dude's arm he's like oh sorry sorry about that Fred um ooh yeah go over to the clerics that's um ooh is that bone oh no that's, yeah you um, just made his innie and outie or is out of okay. Yeah, that's not good. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You um, take. Yep, you take him. Okay, we're good. And, and then, the, then the second person sits down, uh, like this bigger, like um, like kind of half Goliath figure, like definitely getting a little bit larger. Uh, and uh, roll that uh, d twenty. Eighteen. Oh my god! I rolled a seventeen. Whoa! Um, holy cow! Ooh, let's um, go. This, this figure sits down. I think that it's uh, it's a little bit closer this time, but I think still like without too much uh, too much effort, uh, Bakarin is able to uh, beat this figure as well. And uh, you watch your the pile of money double. Um, let's. Uh, I, I assume there was an amount. Let, let's. What was the amount of money that you put down originally? Um, I was gonna say one hundred gold at That's the fine. beginning. Yeah. Around. So let's say that there's uh, two hundred gold sitting down there now. Cool. Um, or but, well, because you won, doubled, and then double against a four hundred gold, so where it would be at right now. Um, so okay, uh, let's um, let's go with uh, let's go with one last roll. See what we get to. Holy shit! Bam, bam, bam. Now twenty. One. <laughs> you see, uh, you see a like just. Just like it, 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 it's not a, <laughs> it is actually an unassuming figure. Um, it is like this. It's, um, Oster. it's actually, I, I think it's actually, yeah. It's, oh my god, that's actually amazing. Oh, I love that. That's I'm actually what it is. Oster, Oster gets up um, and is just like seeing uh, Bakker and beat all these people. Um, and then you see Oster, who like has been wearing sleeves, like sleeve shirt this entire time. And you see them sit down on the other side of the table, and Bakker just kind of chuckles to himself. And then you see Oster just like take off his jacket and he's wearing a tank top and he's just shredded. He looks like that little kid that was like, like the, the little, like the little Hercules. <laughs> young kid. Hercules. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked like young Hercules. Um, and you just see Bakran's face go blank for a second because no shit. I rolled an 18. And with the nat one, um, I think that like Bakran is just like, just, you can tell he's like not putting a lot of effort into it at first. And then you see like, um, you see Oster just like start to, you see Bakran's hand start going pretty quickly. He's like, and he starts like, you see him putting a lot of effort into it, but like, no matter what, you just see his arm just going backwards and you see him just like, just fall off the table uh, as, uh, as Oster just absolutely slams him directly off the table. Um, and you see Bakran who gets up and he's like, looking upset for a second. They kind of brushed himself off. And it's like, that was great. That was good. I really like that. That was a good time. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's that's incredible. You have to. We're gonna have to go bench press something. I don't do something with the workout. That's insane. I don't even know how you did that. That seems to defy the laws of physics. <laughs> I should have been uh, able to move you, but your biceps said otherwise. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're they're interplanar uh, interplanar biceps that uh, that defy space and time. Um, so anyway, uh, that's a fun little mini game. Uh, you have uh, you have uh, well, I think that you would have lost uh, half of the winnings. Um, so I think that uh, you're back down to 200 gold is what you take take away from that. So I'll just add 100. You doubled your money. There you go. Um, Bam. 
So, uh, yeah, so Zabakran sits down at the table again, and after that, like, the feed kind of, like, picks up speed and is drinking a little bit. I think he even grabs the one that was had originally set out for Glenn um, and, and downs two of them pretty, pretty, in pretty rapid succession. Um, and at some point, he's just, like, just unbitted, telling the story of how him and Rangram met, like, down in the, uh, in this, like, the citadel down below the um like down below the ground like fighting all these kobolds and this like you know this 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 drag this worm dragon or whatever the hell and just like talking about this we stuff that doesn't make any so sense so many rats so many rats oh my god i got i i'm pretty sure i pooped out a whole rat i think it was still alive i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know how that works i'm pretty sure it happened i i don't it was um <laughs> But he's just like he's slurring his words, and it's just it's it's coming very clear that he's like very very inebriated as he's like just talking. No one like you don't even it doesn't even matter if anyone's listening. He is just telling this story, um, and uh, and it's making no sense to anyone because there's no context to it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, does anyone want to you know enact anything while uh, Bakarin is uh, in his cups? Well, we just mini games, so it's changed what uh, what I was going to do. I'm going to uh, Glenn's going to. Mini-gamed. Well, I was going to challenge his ass to a duel. Uh, nice, 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 nice. Glenn is going to ask, he's like, so, That's you know, Bachran, so yeah, right? <laughs> Conquest seems, you know, important to you. Domineering the room, you're, you're a very powerful individual, and that's it obviously shows, but... Uh, he flexes. What's, like, the one feeling you've never been able to conquer? Oh my god. <laughs> this is deep. This is deep. Wow, deep. This is a deep. Oh my cut. god. Trying to get trying um, to get sad sad drunk. Trying to get yeah. sad drunk. Working, trying to get him sad drunk right now. It's working. I want to make my old character cry. Oh my god. I think <laughs> I I think that I think that honestly, I think that that kind of happens. I think that he uh he's he's looking at you and he's like at first he's like like there's nothing there's nothing I can uh Nothing, nothing I can't ever take over. I'm just so strong. And he's like, he flexes. And then it's like, you see, like, he's just kind of like, it kind of droops. And he's like, but, uh, there was a time when, you know, when I didn't really, I didn't know that the Revivists were up here. And I was, uh, kind of lost my purpose. I was, um, just kind of wandering aimlessly, aimlessly, aimlessly. I don't know. One of those, I think. And I was, uh, I didn't really, I was, you know, I was looking for Tiamat. I wanted to pledge myself to Tiamat. And then, you know, she was dead. She was gone. And, like, I didn't know what to do. And I, um, you know, we don't, us Dragonborns don't live as long as, um, as some of you folk. And I was, uh, you know, I was afraid of, afraid of dying without, uh, you know, accomplishing my goal. And, Doing all the things I wanted to do, so I, um, I guess that uh, it's the one thing that uh, you know, can't conquer. There is, um, you know, the old end of the portal at the end of the road kind of thing. So, uh, but you know, I found my I found my calling again. I found my way over here, and that's what I'm doing now. So. Uh, it's good. He's like, he's like, clearly trying to like. You see, like, you know, crocodile, like tears that are like kind of welling out his face. Like, it's all good. It's no problems at all. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wiping, wiping his eyes off. Um, 
as he's uh as you know as he's kind of like he's like where was i so we were down there and there was this goddamn doors as he continues back into the story again um but yeah i don't know it seems like he's uh seems like there was a little bit of a sad sad time there when uh, when tiamat was gone he didn't know if he was going to be able to find you know uh, his he had lost his purpose essentially so he got a little sad a little sad out well i got a good news for you bakran i'm a i'm an early riser so i'll be be sure to wake you up nice and early and you can do some warm-up with me to uh you know bury those feelings in, in some more muscles we'll we'll warm up in the morning all right that sounds i'm i'll be ready he like looks at you like kind of goes like this yeah, and he, like, nods, yeah. nods nods off for like a second and then um there was this statue and we like have no idea what it was for i don't know how what there was like a puzzle we sat there you remember this ring as he fades off, falling <laughs> asleep at the table. Um, but yeah, yes, I, I, yes, I do, Bobrin. Yes, I do. Um, but yeah, uh, did anyone else have any plans, or is the uh, is this kind of how the uh, otherwise we can kind of like lead into the end of the evening? I don't. We, we I don't have anything. Dags to come to, so we can start sending some messages. But okay. I think we just bury our cups. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the four of you, uh, I mean, I, you know, even with Bakker, I think Bakker and eventually, uh, kind of, um, nods off, um, at the, uh, at the table and it's just sitting there and the three of you, like, I, I think you stay long, it, like late in the evening, late, uh, you know, long after most of the patrons have gone, um, you know, to the point where it's, it's mostly just, you know, you guys and shredded Oster and a few other people that have, uh, you know, kind of either passed out their table or just like, you know, having deep in conversation with like a couple of people at their table. Um, but I, I mean, just just we can keep it brief. But deep in your cups, late at night, with everything that is like laying, you know, kind of on on the line here, and everything that's kind of impending. Like, what's the conversation? Like, just just quickly around the table. Like, what would what would be the things that would be either be on the, your mind or the things you would be talking about with your friends? Uh, Ingram's like, I imagine there's like a this is like a complimentary bowl of nuts. Somewhere oh, yeah. I just Always. imagine it, like there's bring him like fantasy those, like, um, like drunk, like just shoveling peanuts into his face. Like hey, listen, both of you dicks only one. If I die and no one stops me from dying, you guys are dicks. Like oh, throws a uh, peanuts, like and like while he's like inhaling, like probably chokes on. Flynn <laughs> <laughs> punches him like straight in the sternum to give him like a a, a front facing high. Uh, looks like that's it, one uh, even. It shoots out. It shoots fires. out. And, <laughs> it shoots out and just pings off of uh, Bakran's forehead. While <laughs> he's <Bob's> asleep. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you know, as we're. Gonna be approaching the lock, Cosmo. I think you brought up a good point of not letting anybody in Whitport, our friend Cedric, the Wear Tigers. I mean, anybody that we really care about near the lock. Should we start letting people know to clear the area? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think causing too much alarm will um, 
bring too much attention. We don't really have much to go off of, and I think what's most important right now is that um, is that we we kind of maybe keep certain things close to to our chest until we know for real. We've a lot of people know where we've been and what we've done, and I just want to keep people safe. It was always about that for me, and obviously if I can find where Moradin is, and I don't know, maybe he's in me now, or whatever. This journey has not gone the way I thought it ever would, but um, I sure am glad that the three of you are here with me to do it, and hopefully we can, um, we can all not die, and protect everybody that we care about and all of that and for you I know you and Glenn you Glenn you just want to make gold so I hope I hope you make a lot of gold and cheers Grim Grim's like arm around like Glenn's head to not fucking dying hell yeah to not dying and I mean all the gold we've made on this if anything we're all just gonna have some gorgeous tombstones Maybe we get buried underneath our statues and rocked in. Maybe. That'd be nice. That's, Although they change those every year. Do they, does that mean they're going to dig us up? That'd be fucked up. That'd be kind of weird if they did that. Like, like they just dig up all the... But maybe we'll haunt them. Be kind of cool to haunt an arena. Oh, that would be kind of a cool place to haunt, like... Oh, I'm moving your sword over here. Like, just like take their like shields and poke holes in it, and it's like the hydra shoots lava, and they're like, "Oh, my shield!" And it's like, "Oh, my shield!" Ah, got you, Dick. I'm a ghost. That's what I do. You think ghosts are allowed to make wagers? I don't. We can just like I mean, fix can... all the fights. Like, is that like is that a ghost bet? Can ghost bet? I think we're running away with this. We were talking about not Yo. dying. Well, I'm okay with dying now. We're wondering if if we die, if we can still bet on shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think that Maybe. this conversation. This conversation. <laughs> they cut to black. Cut to black as the as you all. No, it's the it's the pinhole exit. It's the hundred percent. Yeah, as as things fade out, and what we fade and and what we fade out to is a. Another place, another time. Something that the characters don't see. Um, but this is completely different place. And we see in this un- this just dark space, looks like, you know, this speckled with stars. We see an unfathomably old man sitting uh, in a cross-legged position, just kind of hovering slightly in the air. And you see them surrounded by glowing fragments. Um, and he waves his hand and portals appear all like holes in the blackness appear all over the floor, just all over the floor. And you see, um, you see that there are just like these glowing fragments that are like floating all around this individual. And as these portals uh, appear in the floor, these like holes to another place, another reality, um, 
you see Sakal below through these portals in this in this black space. And you see this figure wave their hand downwards. And you see all of these glowing fragments of different colors and different shapes and different sizes go flying through all of these just like innumerable holes in this uh, this blackness of space, falling to the ground far below. And that is where we're going to leave our session tonight. Hmm. 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 Then it zooms back into the table and Glimp's crying. He's like, I just don't <laughs> get why ladies are on and want to get a drink with me. <laughs> she was totally looking at me. She gave me the look, and I thought that she was totally gonna be fine, but then she just didn't come with oh, us. I, I think you were, I think you were the best self I ever met. No I mean, way. She's, uh, you, she's you, crazy. You don't want, you don't want that kind of thing, man. Cosmo, am I not pretty? I mean, you not are, pretty? but I mean, like, you're an elf. <clears throat> well, that's just not nice. I didn't. Well, I'm not offering it to be good, bad, or good or nice or mean. I'm just, you know, it just is what it is. You can't pick it. Just an elf. Love those no race. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.